0: This is a presentation of Man Breed. Hello, and welcome to Man Breed Live, where we believe to acknowledge a man is to understand all men. Well. I am here with none other than the one and only one of my mentors who I give a lot of props to because he's a game changer, Mr. Orlando Boyd. How you doing, Orlando? Brother Mike, thank you, sir.
1: I am doing well. Thank you, and welcome again to another edition of Man Breed Live, and I want to thank all those who have supported the show and all the positive feedback that we received uh, for the show so far. Thank you, thank you, thank you, but like I said, we wouldn't be able to do this show in its totality without the man himself, the one and only, the doctor. Dr. Thurman Whale. How you doing, sir?
2: I'm good. I'm good, man. Good to see you guys back at it. we got an interesting topic this week. Um, I'm excited, and uh, we have a guest here with us. Orlando, you want to bring her in, right? Absolutely. I am so
1: honored to have this young lady in on Manbreed Live. She is a phenomenal young woman, and uh, she has been so gracious to join us today on Manbreed Live for this interesting topic. So I want to introduce licensed professional counselor, Miss Lenjerica Finch, how
0: you doing today?
3: I'm good, I'm good. Thank y'all for having me. I'm excited to be a part of the conversation.
0: Amen. Yes, yes. We can go ahead and dig in. I think we have a topic that's going to be quite interesting today. Uh, And we're talking about being just friends. And I believe the subtext to that is, can a man and a woman who are attracted to one another just be friends? So whoever wants to chime in, we got a lot of great minds around the microphone. So let's get it started.
2: You know, uh, I like to really try to define, like, what type of attraction we're talking about. Okay. You know, in our later podcast, or earlier podcast, excuse me, we talked about different types of attraction. Like, to be uh, someone we find attractive or someone who is attracted, and are we attracted to them? Um, friend dynamics are complex, and so there's really no blanket statement from my perspective on how that should go like it is a like an individual dynamic between two people um but it can be tricky for the man right it's all about communication those nonverbals, those verbal communication things like how are you translating those into your perception of the interaction right we know as men how we pick up on certain things that women do it'd be good to hear from the women like what do you pick up right because you know Mike might look at me, and be like, "Yeah, man, she, she. I think she, you know, she, she winked at me. She <laughs> moved her head differently, you know. Mm-hmm. You know, I've been working with her for months, mm-hmm. but I think, you know, she touched my arm at the last meeting we was at. Me, and I think Shorty <laughs> trying to trying to make a move, right. you know. Mm-hmm. But that's not always the case. Yeah. And I think it, this this conversation is gonna be real beneficial because of the cl- current climate we're in. Absolutely. We need to have
1: it. Absolutely, mm-hmm. that's that's absolutely true. And uh, and as you said, Doc. Uh, really defining the, the word friend because okay. we can have coworkers, we can have associates and those types of things. but what do we define as friends? So if you're seeing just friends, how are we describing that? No matter if you're married, single right, whatever it is, you know what I mean? Because a friend in its form is someone that you guys share equal thoughts, you can have communications, you can have a lot of different things that you do jointly. But there's a different realm from a person who who you work around eight hours a day, Monday through Friday, and you don't see them again. Right. You know, that's a different thing. You don't call each other after work or whatever like that. Right. But in this day and age now, if you associate, if you are friendly, then that would, quote, be a friend. So I guess we will need to unpack a little bit what is defined as a friend because I think it is healthy. I don't care if you're single or married to have, quote, unquote, Friendly people of the opposite sex, but if you're talking about being just friends, that's where we kind of will
2: say whether those where those lines are. Yeah, I so, mean, because they're the three categories for me personally. I have associates, I have friends, and then I have family. And like my family is not exclusive to a blood connection, right? And then I have those friends. Like we, I really don't have a lot of them to be honest. Because if you, for me, if you are fortunate enough to enter to that friend circle, we family. But anybody else that I may be suspect of that energy, then we're associates, mm-hmm. and I have to keep it that way. Mm-hmm. Now, I, I would be remiss if I didn't mention the fact that when it comes to the opposite sex, like I'm a little bit leery of that energy if it is not authentic. And so I really push them in the associate category because I'm married. Right. But it would look different if I was single by far. But I do think it's possible for opposite sex to be friends, but you really have to mind that energy to make sure that it's not tainted. And sometimes that can be hard to do the more time that certain men spend with women.
0: You use the word authentic. When you say yeah. if it's not authentic, how do you gauge that, though?
2: I mean, I think it's, it's, it's really about being honest about this, the, the things that you're picking up. But it, all relationships start with you. Right. So the first relationship that you are in, like it starts with you. So if you have not mind yourself to really understand who you are and that ident- identity, then you got to work to 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 really do that first, because then you will
0: explore any
2: relationship that you have. And mm-hmm. then that
0: becomes problematic. So, uh, Jerrica, jump in and talk to us uh, about this whole thing, about what what a friend is and can men and women who are attracted to one another or. Just be
3: friends. I think that men and women who are attracted to each other can be friends. Um, I I think the way when the dynamic gets complicated is when you're looking at um, if someone's in a relationship, right? If they're married, what that dynamic looks like um, in that relationship. It can... What I found to be true for clients, for myself, is that dynamics change, right? And so what a friendship once looked like as you transition into a relationship, into a marriage, oftentimes that dynamic has to shift. Um, And always being mindful of of what your intention is. If you're in a space where you're lonely or you're not feeling good about yourself, right? Even the dynamic of this long-term existing friendship might start to look different. And so always having to gauge and reevaluate The dynamic of the relationship and if it's crossing over into inappropriate things or not um so i think it's i think it evolves over time
0: yeah because i I find it interesting and i know our married brothers can address this Mm -hmm. that there are scenarios when i hear married couples say well sometimes my spouse is my best friend but other couples are here say well that's my husband or wife but this is my best friend and that best friend is of the opposite sex I'm sure y'all have heard that before yeah how, how does that work
2: um like my wife's best friend um you know he he passed away in a drowning accident but he was a male yeah and uh it was again it was a security thing for me like I I was never intimidated by Jawan. Yeah. But there was a certain reverence and respect he had for me as her husband. And so like he made sure that any time that he interacted with her, especially after we coupled, that that he almost not that he needed my permission because I didn't ask for it, but that was just his respect for the coupling, that he came by way of me. Mm-hmm. And so I inadvertently, you know, received a friend also. But see, all of that was established before I got there. And before we married, I really had an understanding that if we didn't work out, it would be there after I was gone. But all friendships don't necessarily present that way because some, you know, some friendships have presented not on her behalf, but on my on my behalf. Right. I've had female friends prior to us uh, being together and then. After they found out I was with it, it completely changed, which let me know they had a different motive, ulterior motive for how this was supposed to play out. And then I've had girlfriends in the past who we were friends now, because the energy that we started with matured, and it is a much different energy now, mm-hmm. completely platonic. Like, we don't want anything from each other other than well-being, and that's, that's a human trait. Yeah. I think the, the the problem that I see is that when we uh, when people have insecurities, while we might not necessarily be the origin of the trauma, we trigger that trauma and then the, those insecurities come up and then they are just as much a part of the relationship a, as we are, and that becomes a problem
1: yeah i I take on the aspect of as we talk about all the time with man breed is compatibility, right. Because most of the time, when you have friends, they have certain things in common. That's a compatibility factor, right? And so, one that would accept a person as a friend, albeit that no matter how much they're in contact with them, if they work around them, if they can be somebody you don't in a different city, you don't talk to them twice, three times a year, you still consider that person a friend. Because when you pick up that conversation, it's going to be just like you hadn't left off. Right, right. Um, But that's a certain relative. Relationship that goes from whatever it is, whatever the life experiences, whatever the wherever you guys find your commonalities, right? So, when we talk about this particular subject about men and women, uh, friendship, it still comes down to what are those common things that you have. Where the dynamic starts to change is, as we talked about before, is if there is an attractive level in that. Me and Doc talk about it all the time, usually. The spouse may know what's your "quote unquote" type. Right. You know what I mean. So right. if all your female friends look like your tight, that might be right. <laughs> that's like, that's real talk. You know, you know what I mean. Like how you choosing these friends gonna right. come up? You know what I mean.
2: Yeah.
1: Yeah. So right. there's there's like a safe zone where is that. If you like a certain and, you know, nothing against that, they might be polar opposite. And you say, oh, yeah, this is my friend. So so the spouse might feel a little bit more secure. Like, oh, yeah, ain't nothing going to happen between them. Right, right. You know what I mean? So it, it still comes down to whatever it is that is common. What's the compatibility and how you would even classify that particular person as a quote unquote friend. Right. Right. Because the friend gets a lot more access to you than an associate, right? Yes. Some friends get more access than family members. For sure. Right. You yeah. know what I mean? So when you define being just friends, as I said, unpacking that would be the, the dynamic as far as what levels are we going to be going to. And therefore, then it can see if any lines are being crossed or whatever.
2: And, and, and I'm curious, right? Because me and Orlando, we've been out the game right and y'all the two singles are coming and, for you Jericho yeah the yeah, two singles right they're coming for you cause you don't necessarily have the same parameters or boundaries about friendship that, that married people do mm-hmm. right so like you can start off as friends but there's really nothing there to keep you from escalating to, to something else or evolving into something else mm-hmm. and can you evolve back has always been the question can we go that far and then go back to just playing mm-hmm, playstation right. like mm-hmm, ah. right, right. what does it look like for y'all is it possible? Is, is a true friendship possible, especially when you know if he like you? Mm-hmm. If you know this guy like you, like, he, you cute, you vibing, yeah, we just going to hang out. Can y'all just be friends?
3: I think it's worth a shot. <laughs> 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 um, no. So, what I find to be true is that I, I think it's possible. Um, I think you have to be very intentional about what your boundaries are, though. So, if we're looking at the difference between an associate and a friend, you know, I'm if you call me at, you know, 11 o'clock at night or, you know, so there are certain things that I, I feel like if there's someone that I recognize likes me or, you know, there's that dynamic there, then I have to be very intentional about what my boundaries look like so that I feel like I'm not sending the wrong message, which I think could be challenging. Right. And so yeah. either that person then kind of gets on board with that and recognizes, OK, this is somebody whose energy I really enjoy and I want to keep that person in my life still or they tend to back off. Um, because it's not really what they want. I I don't think that the situation gets any less complicated being a single person. Um, what I'm finding to be true, anyway. I'm curious about what your thoughts are about. I,
0: it. Hey, I think I think communication is key in it mm-hmm. because a lot of times as a man, sometimes that initiating is already like, I know I'm interested or I know I'm not. Yeah. And so it's it's, it's important. I think for me to communicate but also for uh the woman to be honest and communicate as well because i know that there are because of the number of single women uh women like attention and will eat it up (laughs) and will like uh until the last minute if they're not right you know uh and at the same time the same thing can be true for uh uh for men you know what i mean it's like you know uh, having a, a woman that I'm not attracted to, but at the same time, she's uh, fun to hang around. Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't have woman that, you know, is steady. Mm-hmm. I can see where sometimes, you know, I, I have to make sure that I am clear because yeah. somebody can end up mm-hmm. getting hurt. Right. right. And that's the last thing as a responsible human being that I want. So I I, I think it's communication a lot of times mm-hmm. because uh, it's easy to kind of try to flow along forever and not. Yeah. Get clarity and talk about it mm-hmm. and, and either be in La La Land hoping or be in La La Land saying, you know, they, they don't really want something for me. They just want to be friends. So yeah. this is cool with them.
2: Well, let's. I want to
0: kind of jump on that as far as, well, when you talk about communication simply because where
1: I define a friend is that even if I don't want nothing, I can call you and have a conversation mm-hmm. about mm-hmm. something. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But if I have these already things in my mind, like I can't say certain things, I don't want to call out of the blue and now then i can't say that that's a friend yeah Mm -hmm. that's an associate Mm -hmm. yeah that's an associate Mm -hmm. yeah so Mm -hmm. i think that really starts to define where it is if i gotta already put up guardrails yeah yeah about what the way we communicate Mm
2: -hmm. yeah i mean because yeah you're right um Mm -hmm. any of my friends could call me one two three in the morning four in the morning absolutely you name it right hey man i need some help yeah exactly um and, if, and for me, my one of my closest female friends, um, she lives all the way in Dallas, Texas. You know, she's a um, clinical psychologist. We go way back. But that's one for sure that I know if she called my house, like, I'm good. Like, she, there are no parameters. But your true friend understands those parameters right. but, anyway.
0: But I, I'll say this, too, though, for, for single people that I think is different than for married people is that we're constantly in the process of meeting people like you're talking about people that's yeah that's your friend maybe you've been known for a while or you already have a certain comfortability true. to meeting folk because you are married and you know you're not looking for anything true but with single people it's like okay you're establishing this friendship what it, it could possibly be something it could possibly be not i don't know if i trust you yet
2: yeah so the, the part of the part of your narrative and i'm accepting all of it i don't not to dismissive but you made the assumption that y'all are communicating when the vast majority of people, from my experience, don't know how to do that, and that becomes one of the stumbling blocks in single relationships, because like I got to figure out what it is you're saying, because communication's yeah. purpose it, it only okay. has a purpose to be understood yeah. and to understand.
0: Yeah.
2: And mo- most people, when when I'm in sessions, and you could you know yeah. testify to this, I want to hear your experience. Okay. Like they're talking about how they're trying to influence the other person. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. which means communication never mm-hmm. really is so takes place kinda, yeah 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 so I, I don't know what that looks like out there anymore but that that like you said communication would clear all of that up right but it would also allow that person to respect the boundaries that you yeah. said also yeah. like I don't think it's that much different it, it, we have a leg up because we got a sheriff behind us that's making sure those boundaries <laughs> yeah. in place
1: absolutely absolutely and, and and so much only space to add more new friends right? Yeah, you know I mean? yeah, yeah right because you're gonna right. have so much right you know capacity to right. deal with so much you know what i mean mm-hmm. so that's that's another thing but right. sure
3: yeah i think you're right you know when i'm sitting down with clients obviously communication is probably the primary issue in anything <laughs> that we're we're dealing with um so I, I think you're right you know if i'm coming from my perspective i'd like to think that i'm a better communicator yeah. than the average person and also it can be challenging even for me mm-hmm. you know and so i think you're right in if people are not being open and clear, they don't want to hurt someone's feelings or they're coming from an insecure place or whatever, it's, you know, you're making a lot of assumptions. You're, you know, reading into body language and Mm -hmm. the tech, the nature of the text message and the emoji that was attached Mm -hmm. and, you know, and all of those things. And so it does make for, um, murky waters for lack of a better term. And so uh, I I think it's challenging. And now if you incorporate text messaging and, and the way that people communicate now, um, I think it makes it even less clear. Right. Um, yeah. So,
2: are, yeah. are people mistaking chemistry for for love? Because mm-hmm. you know, like mm-hmm. chemistry is just that's a human thing. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. I can we have chemistry yeah. in here. Mm-hmm. We get to talking on mm-hmm. certain subjects, yeah. and then yeah. we start synergizing, yeah. right? But yeah. I mean, when I talk to younger folks, because I do it quite often that's the one thing I pick up on like they mistaken chemistry for this love attraction yeah so. and it, and when you have that along with curiosity man what you just said <laughs> just said something like that he always do this to me. he always do this I'm ready I've been waiting
0: talk about that, <laughs> yeah, that curiosity chemistry is and you use curiosity
1: the to use the fuel because that's where the probing is going to go into the what yeah. level that we're going to go to you know what I mean right. and that friendship and that relationship you know what I mean so if I'm because, like I said, it comes down to that compatibility and that more, when you find those things, those commonalities. But the general, uh, I guess, the, when you say like human nature is to find out more and more about the person. Right. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Because if you like something, you gonna want something else. It becomes insatiable in that relationship. You're gonna continue to build and build and build and want to know and want to know. And at that point, then certain things come into, like where it comes down to being a friend is when that emotional level started. And that friend can make you mad and then you can forgive him and you can come back like it ain't even nothing. You know what I mean? So I don't want to go too heavy, brother. I do to because You hear something. Say, that, part, that, that right there go. changed it, the it, for it, married to single, that marriage, curiosity it, piece. It, it, and it started going in that part. That's when it's like, oh, okay, yeah, you start yeah. discovering new stuff. And that's that that other level to keep happening at,
2: you know, so. But again, if you if you in some way, if you're in a space that is not satisfying or fulfilling and that curiosity got you looking at other places then it will have you necessarily try to influence a friendship to be something Mm -hmm. other than that can be very, very problematic.
0: Whether you single or married. I mean, I know you're single or married. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. (laughs) Wow. Uh, we we, we want to take a quick break because uh, we, you know, we, we keep going forever. But you're listening to Man Breed Live. <laughs> All right, we're back. You're listening to more Man Breed Live. Uh, we're talking about uh, being just friends. And we're talking about how whether you're married or single, uh, when you start developing this curiosity, you can get in trouble or you can do some things. I say trouble. You can do some things that maybe you shouldn't do or want to cross some boundaries. If the other person is willing, maybe you will. Uh, so I guess my question is, when we, when people say things like men and women who are attracted to one another can't just be friends. Is that just because we're not either wanting to or don't know how to exercise self-control?
2: I mean, um, Self-control is everything. Like, even as we talk about relationships, like I say all the time, the ironic part about relationships is they have nothing to do with anybody else. It's all about the relationship you have with self. Mm -hmm. Um, That's one thing that I, I teach my boys. If you ever ask them and you see them, you say, what are the keys to success? They will tell you patience, focus, and being able to control yourself. Like, the ability to control yourself is what sets you apart from every other species in the animal kingdom and it it really it really gives you what we call a high internal locus of control. So it like it gives you this this idea that you have uh control over the outcomes in your life. And any type of relationship is the same way, right? And so you have to be a sometimes you you have to draw those boundaries cuz you could end up ruining a very very beneficial friendship. Yeah. And, you know, I don't, for me and I'm sure we've all we all have examples of people who didn't know how to do that. And they messed up jobs, they messed up friendships, they messed up cars, you know, houses, you name it. Why? Because of the self-control piece. And just because you can don't mean always mean you should. And so, you know, that's again, mind yourself, you know it's not always I'm going to eat you know we eat to nourish ourselves so we, we need to make sure that we go after friendships and connections and relationships based on that same premise yeah Right. And we never stop doing
0: that. What say you, Joe?
3: Well, I think from the woman's perspective, you know, the self-control piece, but it goes back to that relationship with self that you mentioned. Right. Because oftentimes what I find is I'm working with people is that they're coming from a place of insecurity. Right. Mm -hmm. Wanting to be validated. And so even if you recognize that this might not be the best, the best idea. Right. To to move in a different direction with this friendship. You know, my need to be validated, my need to be accepted, my need not to feel lonely, right, to feel good enough, then leads me towards making that decision, you know, and then you're, you know, looking back and possibly regretting losing that friendship or not being able to go back to the way things were. Um, and so, again, it, you're right. It goes back to that relationship with yourself. And am I at a place where I feel good enough about me that I can make a decision? that's not coming from I, I talk about emotion, mind It's not coming from my emotion, mind place. Right. And it's coming from a very grounded, centered place. And most of the time we're not doing that.
0: Hmm. I wonder, Orlando, how to breach playing this in terms of uh, setting boundaries, exercising self-control. Being able to be in a place that's not always emotional. Which breeds are better at that? Okay. So how it works in
1: with no matter what the breed is for the, for the general part of men, um, it's still a, what I say when you come into the friendship, it's still into the, I guess, a, a hierarchy of where they already have their friends. Right? So if... And I guess another way of putting it, like, you think about animals, right, uh, and especially dogs, since man-breed is kind of a derivative of the whole dog dynamic, right? So usually there's an alpha and there's an omega and everything like that, but you can't have too many alphas in your friend dynamic, right? You know what I mean? So, But if right. there are certain voids in what you feel like your 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 friendship pyramid, that self-control could be like I'm looking for this type of friend, and I, and I, and if you find or identify some people that fit that, or you're trying to feel those voice, that can be one of those things that can have people out of whack, trying to make themselves be something that they're not to fit in for other friends. You right? Because I mean? the uh, alpha will be uh, will be securing himself as being that type of friend. You know, what I mean, people look to, and it's just those other people who are trying to care up the, or trying to fit into whatever, you know group click whatever it is so it's not necessarily like where some breeds could be more compatible with others just like you know how people uh when they they choose their friends and they find out what sign they are and I go, oh that makes sense you're you're, you're a <laughs> cancer you know what i'm saying <laughs> or you whatever you know what i'm saying <laughs> and i knew i wasn't no friend of you because you I a knew Pisces, I <laughs>
2: You knew this was going to
1: happen. You know what I mean. I knew all that.
2: You similarly, yeah.
1: you know, with with maybe a certain breeds of men, may be a little bit more. Like for example, some competitive breeds. If men have a certain part in their life, they may not be in a space where they're not going to be uh, as compatible in certain friendships or whatever like that. And then their attempt to. Come after or want to be in a certain groups or whatever, force themselves. They're not n- naturally themselves. Right. So right. that's another part of where it comes into self control. Instead of being yourself in the friendship, you should truly be yourself. Yeah. And then when it comes to the opposite sex, therefore, then sometimes they're taking it to another stream because they want the friend to be what they want the friend to mm-hmm. be. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like they're giving them uh, directives, like this is the only way you're going to be my friend, mm-hmm. and, and that's a another thing in and of itself.
2: Yeah, I mean like any 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 relationship that, that that is built on exploitation and manipulation is not a friendship at all. Right. It's more of a, a negotiation or contractual interaction. Yeah. You know, so like you like you mentioned that the alpha breed of, of man, like he he may surround himself with individuals where he's the smartest one in the group. So everybody in the group constantly has to look to him the information while more of our our, our labradoodle breed of man like he may constantly need to be underneath the alpha female right right? Mm -hmm. because he can't hold that position so but but again those type of relationships would be built on the idea that externally i need something to provide for what i don't have internally right and so those type of friendships are not friendships at all they're more exploitive interactions and so we got you got to be you know aware of that
0: let's talk about that because i think it was a few years back and people start talking about things like friends with benefits yeah is is, is that what you're talking about on some yeah. level too because is that even a i won't say that's not a friend at all because maybe they are friends but they got benefits no, no, let's, let's
2: be clear on yeah. that let's talk about you, that. It, it's, it's happening so much in my opinion in society they like Words like friend and love are getting a bad rap because mm-hmm. people are turning around and they're putting the wrong definition under it. Okay. Right? And so that's not what it is. That's yeah. just, that's your hookup buddy. Mm-hmm. Just call it what it is. Mm-hmm. But that's not your friend. That's somebody you have an agreement with. But if you don't have that, then you don't have the friendship. Then you never had the friendship. Right? Yeah. So, I mean, like, those type of things for me, because I'm so big on the energy that words give, Mm -hmm. like, I don't really, I don't buy into the friends with benefits. I don't Mm -hmm. buy into lustful interactions that you want to call love. Mm -hmm. Like, I'd rather you just call it what it is, because then it's easier to to find solutions or to allow you tools to sustain what you really want. Mm -hmm. Just call it what it is. Mm
3: -hmm. You know, I think... It also boils down to people really understanding what intimacy is, right? And I think oftentimes people don't know what that is, you Mm -hmm. know, and they think that 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 hookup or that interaction is what intimacy Mm -hmm. is, right? And Mm -hmm. so it must be a friend, right? Right. Um, And so if I can identify or learn what true intimacy is and, and create a different definition of that, I think... The phrase "friend with would benefits" wouldn't even sit well in your mouth, right, you know. Right. Um, but oftentimes we're not taught, you know, growing up what that looks like, um, or we maybe haven't seen that modeled for us. And so, you know, I think it's also just educating people um, about what what true intimacy is and yeah. connection, because I I would define friendship as a connection.
0: Right. <laughs> not, go ahead, no, well, no, no, I, was, I was
1: gonna please. add that. Uh, just like we talk about in relationships that you have to put in the work and in friendships you got to put in work and a lot of yes. people don't want to put in work Yes. fundamentally mm-hmm. so that's an easy way out people are always looking for the easy way so to be able to have these different classifications and give that counterfeit friend that counterfeit love which is lust and associate, you know what I'm saying mm-hmm. that's all that's all it is mm-hmm. and there's putting a new label on it as yeah. Doc said it's calling it a friend but the reality is that that's the lack of people wanting and needing to put in the work to make it happen because as friends you know sometimes you don't want to take that phone call you know three o'clock in the morning a friend needing your help or you got to be that ear for them when when they're going through or whatever like that it takes some work it takes some of that and and so a lot of times people are looking for that those easy convenient swinging doors that hey listen you know that's just that's what it is
0: well let's talk about that because i think we live in an age where if you say friend and somebody accepts it they, they're thinking okay on some level <laughs> you're my friend now and, and 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 a lot of people don't know how to maybe develop friendships uh sincerely or otherwise whatever the case may be yeah. so how do you all i mean as counselors kind of help people move forward from not having let's say the skills to become friends
3: so, what I think it's being able to, to talk to people about what a a, relation, a healthy relationship consists of. You know, it's really starting with the basics there because oftentimes we, our idea of what a relationship is supposed to look like is skewed. Um, and, you know, being able to identify that a, a friendship, right, any kind of healthy relationship is give and take. And so if my I'm coming into it with a perception that, you know, you're supposed to be meeting my needs. Right. And all I'm worried about is myself. Well, OK, that dynamic is all from the get go. And so it's helping people to really be able to understand that there's a, a give and take in a, in a friendship. And how are you showing up for that friend if you really, truly want to develop this authentic, long lasting connection? Um, and I think oftentimes we're looking at people to meet those needs, fill those voids. And we're not really thinking about what we're giving back.
2: Yeah, and I think it uh, you know, goes back to what Orlando said, like the work you're putting in. Sometimes people mm-hmm. will, will cast the label of friend on you so they can access your resources, mm-hmm. right? But they don't really consider the intimacy of a friendship. Right. They just want the access to the resources. And so it goes back to what Orlando was saying. Like if you put in that work, it takes work, right? So you, you necessarily y'all should win together. You should lose together. You should be mad at each other at some point. Why? Because... You shouldn't always agree. Mm-hmm. You know, I had a, 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 a wise woman tell me that. She's like, hey, that's your friend? I'm like, yeah. Y'all ever argue before? I'm like, eh. She said, y'all ain't friends. Mm-hmm. Right? She was like, because at some point, y'all should be able to have a rough conversation and come back together. That's going to test the integrity of the bond. Right. And I was like, okay, that's dope. At a young age, so I understood that going in. I mean, we got to come to blows, but we don't always have to agree. That's the work that, that Orlando's talking about. Friendships are built on the experiences that we have together and the meaning that we derive from the experience. That's
0: it. So does that look like people giving up too soon? I mean, in terms of uh, single people these days, in terms of on trying to build something or uh, just trying to have it their way?
1: Um, I guess when you say having their way, because the fundamentally when you're talking about singles, uh, particularly, and you guys can speak on this a little bit more though, but, you know, a lot of people come under the impression that for a successful relationship, you got to be friends first, right? Mm -hmm. And so if you start to build that, a lot of times you have to understand, okay, what makes a good friend or what, you know, and sometimes people are not taking their self inventory Mm -hmm. of what are my issues and flaws that I can become a better friend, right? And so if you can't, Understand that, how can you work into a relationship? Because, as Doc was saying about you know the the spouse, if you're not regarded as your spouse's best friend, it's not necessarily a deal breaker, but you guys do need to be friends. (laughs) That helps. The best one, but be friends. Absolutely. You know what I mean? You don't consider your spouse uh, in the friend category that's a problem already off the top. You know what I mean? And going before in the whole courting situation, you know what I mean? It got to be something in that when you realize, yeah, you know, you're the right person for me, it's still the same dynamics that would still build a friendship. Mm -hmm. You know, it's just that certain other emotions and attractions are coming in play. So as we talk about with this subject here, can you be just friends between the opposite sex? Yeah, because that's the same thing that usually built for that, what you're looking for in the an ideal relationship as well. Right. If, unless attraction enters into it, but there's n- nothing wrong to feel uh, find a friend attractive. As I said before, it's when the ED is put on the att- and you become attracted, <laughs> it's a problem. then it becomes something else. Yeah.
0: Because there's also this dynamic, at least I've heard, and I... Yeah. We have to. We're running out of time. I hate this because this is a great topic. Uh, where I see, where like, where couples have been together, and then when one decides they're kind of out, they may say, "Well, you know," but we can still be friends. And then the other's like, "Nah, if we're not going to be in a relationship, I don't want to be your friends." In that scenario, are you all suggesting that they were never friends at all? or you, or is that completely different?
2: Nah, I mean, in those type of scenarios, there's so much that has been. Intertwine, right. And there are different emotions that have been intertwined in there as well. And they run deeper in some regards, but not necessarily that friendships don't run deep, but they run deeper in a different way. And you find like, especially in romantic situations that love kind of confuses the emotional intelligence mm-hmm. and it is very attached to people's uh, heart. And that is a prized possession for a lot of individuals, and so like the the, the emotional hurt becomes a physical hurt, right? Because you, in some shape, form, or fashion, those type of experiences can be traumatic. That's not to say that people can't be together, they can't divorce, and they can't be friends after the fact, but uh, in in those type of relationships, there's a lot of transactions that take place emotionally that decrease the probability in some cases, for that to happen, right? Because for individuals to move on and to engage in other opportunities for relationships, that necessarily decreases the probability of that friendship also, right? When you want to respect the energy. Like, that's a whole nother conversation that needs to be had with your new partner and your old one. Right. It's right? a lot of work. It's a whole <laughs> lot of
0: work. <laughs> yeah. And, and it, Jericho, wait, what are your thoughts on that?
3: Um, so the word, and you just mentioned it, but respect, I don't know why it just keeps coming to mind, but I think that like, that is the key, right? And so whether it's a, a of a relationship that is has dissolved and we're trying to establish a friendship or it's you know you're entering into a new relationship and we have an existing friendship right and we're trying to make it work or you know we have decided that we're better friends but maybe somebody feels a certain type of way but if if there's respect for the other person in that. You know, I think that at some point you may be able to come back around to, to that friendship. Um, and and I've experienced that, being able to find that I have enough respect for you that we can come back and put some things aside and somehow have a, a different type of relationship, right? You know, another thing that I think about is when um, you I've had friends that have entered into relationships and then... The, the friendship dynamic shifts and changes, right? Mm-hmm. Out of respect for that partner, right? And I, I would say, while the friendship looks different, right, it's still a friendship because there's enough respect for you as a friend to want you to be successful in your relationship. So we may not, you know, communicate right. as much. And so I think if there's respect there, I think it's possible, no matter the dynamic, to be able, for men and women to be able to be friends.
0: That's good. That's good. Any any thoughts? On that?
1: Well, yeah, I think that it, it comes to a point of what was the traumatic event that happened that that, that shook up the friendship, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, um, especially in a relationship, you know. Yeah, you sleep with my best friend. We're not friends. <laughs> <laughs>
2: there you go. No, nah, nah. yo, coming yeah. back from <laughs> you. No, know, you know, it's, it's a wrap. It's a wrap. You know what I
1: mean? <laughs> you know, you mm-hmm. didn't. And and it can be varied degrees for different people, you know what I mean? Some right. people can move, you know, you know, can move can through that. Gamble through some money, <laughs> and, you, know, you know, a lot of different things in that, right. you know what I mean? Right. Uh, so, to say that we can be friends post, and it's just like with any friendship, you know what I mean? Betrayal, disappointment, depending on how deep that cut, mm-hmm. that went, you know, it'd be like, I don't know if I... Like you, you would say you're going back to be friend. No, you can probably the the mac, you're maxing out at associate, depending on yeah. how bad how bad it went. You know what yeah. I mean? We yeah. can never be friends like right, it was. Right. That, it's just too deep. But I I can be cordial with you. Yeah. So if I'm saying I'm friendly, it doesn't mean we friends.
3: Mm-hmm.
1: You know. And the same thing, like I said, in any opposite sex friendship or, or association, it's that same thing. You know what I mean? Like I said, a lot of friends and family, for that matter, have. Lost relationships because of whatever that event that broke it and miscommunication, Mm -hmm. misunderstanding, all those are surface things. But depending on what actually happened, right, that would dictate on if we're going to be able to achieve that level that we were into because that's the whole thing, remember. It starts from one level and then you're building up to these levels that when you say that that we are on a friend level, like we were two peas in a pod and all that stuff like that. You know what I mean? Like you had to get that. It don't happen overnight. You know what I mean? But if something came in and disrupted that deep enough, then it depends on the level for how people are, if it's going to be able to be repaired and to come back even stronger. You know what I mean? And for when it comes to men, there are certain levels that we can we – we're good about. You know what I mean? We don't carry certain things to the vest. But for True. some men, certain things could be – you know what I mean? Like, I don't know, saw some friends break up because they teams were playing and dude talking smack so much that it got – you know, it got – Yeah. You know? Yeah. Like, like <laughs> over sports teams. You know what I mean? They ain't friends no more. Look, you know, you yeah.
2: just – And, you know, and, I, and I, I mean, I, I will I will definitely – uh you know sign on to that right it, it's about how the decoupling happens yes mm-hmm. right and it goes back to to what jerica said also in regards to respect you know there have been some past relationships um where you may have decoupled from that person in a respectful manner where you own your stuff they own their stuff y'all both may understand where y'all were at that time and place and you both have this commitment to grow past that but you appreciate the experience knowing that yo we then we was cool we was dysfunctional but this is why and because of that i'm better now and i'm on the search for this right and so you can look at your friend and be like no you need someone like this or i need somebody like this you know so that decoupling the way it happened with Mm -hmm. the respect manner you know then it allows us an opportunity to maybe to just exist as friends with the well-being piece but he right in other situations where that respect ain't there right. like some cases i don't want to see you eat in other cases i want to see you eat just not with me you know like mm-hmm. it depends It's levels to it right. and also don't
1: underestimate the um the maturity as well sometimes mm-hmm. you just outgrow friends literally you know what i mean you i'm not on that level no more you know what i mean mm-hmm. and sometimes you go back and when somebody say oh man you the same way you used to be that's a problem shouldn't be the same 15, 20 years ago. I mean, it's look the same, but look, right. you should have some... We should still be talking about prom. Exactly. <laughs> and Some other childish stuff
0: and different things like right. that, man.
1: It, you know, it should be a certain level into that, and it, and it goes both ways. You know what I
0: mean? So we talked a lot about what dysfunctional relationships look like. Mm-hmm. But I'm sure people want to know, as I do, what does a functional one look like? How, how do you build a, a friendship if... If I'm on a track where I continuously build dysfunctional relationships or friendships because I think I know what love is, but there's really chemistry, I want to be in a relationship, but they always mess up, how, how do I build something functional, especially if I don't know and I, and I, and I know what's not working?
2: I mean, I think you, you, you kind of uh, you started in, in the right place. Uh, you, it's hard to build a functional relationship or friendship. Where you don't have a functional relationship with yourself, right? So I, I'm constantly telling um, counselees, like you're concerned with securing the bag, but you're insecure. So, like, how do we how do we get in a place to to have a, a functional, healthy friendship? First, we have to be functional and healthy, right? That's not to say that we don't we're not going to encounter obstacles that will put us at a deficit or be a trial or tribulation, but at the end of the day. We get advice from our friends, and advice is simply information. And so we cannot exploit it. We cannot manipulate it. And and in some regards, I kind of follow Rummy when he says that all expectations end in some sort of disappointment at some point in time. And so I've noticed that my really close friends, I just allow them to be who they are. And I just see, see the value in that. Right. Now, that's not to say that I don't see other people as they are, but they're not necessarily my friends, because that's not how my friend ideology goes. So my close friends, I know exactly who they are. So very rarely do I get disappointed because I only expect them to be them. Right. I expect them to be exactly who they are. So they never really let me down. So I I never. and, And the problem comes in when I expect them to be something they're not, then they never meet that. Then I'm always disappointed. Right. But I know who to call when it's time to move. Right. And I know who to call when the rubber meets the road, like who I can call to say, Hey, come ride with me without them knowing the reason why they need to come ride with me. Right. They'll just say, Okay, come get me. Then we'll have to talk about it on the way, but I don't have to give them a a preamble to to taking the action. And all of that is based on trust. So, like, sometimes the best friendships, they take time. Organically, they have to happen. You cannot fast track that. You have to have some experiences that shore up uh, the, the, the policies and procedures that their mouth have sold. Right. So you got to have something to juxtapose against that to say, OK, your word is bond. Now, there may be some experiences where you actually see someone's action before you hear their words and that will create the bond. Right. Because you like they are who they say they are because I seen it and that's how I met them and so like your 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 first priority when looking to build a, a intimate and close friendship is to first be honest with yourself, be honest with what you're seeing and then al- and then trust what it is that you see. Do not idealize it or romanticize it. Just let let it be what it's going to be. And then see if that fits into your ideology or definition of friendship.
1: I uh, I point to back again to compatibility and and a lot of times when you build in a friendship how that person complements you right because a lot of times as we go back again about the uh, hierarchy of friends and things like that or how it's built is that a lot of times people don't have in their circle uh, people who are almost identically alike unless there's that becomes an out of balance kind of um, association mm-hmm. but typically people want the, the a balanced level in their friend. Can I call on you and you can call on me? Because when it's a person that's always sucking out of you, is that really a friend? And then is that really a healthy balance for you? Right. A lot of times when people are seeking new friends, it's because add it adds some other balance. Maybe if there's an outgoing person and everybody's introvert and all this stuff like that, it kind of adds a balance if we're going to do more social things, right? So that's kind of where when you talk about how to build is understanding and ending of yourself like, okay, in my friendship, what am I looking to get out of it? And what am I looking to uh, provide as well for somebody? And as you say, it's, it still comes down to a social exercise, but in itself, as everyone has been alluded to throughout the show, it still comes into what in and of themselves. Uh, because fundamentally, you still have to make sure that you're built right before you can start to build on, on the friendship and making sure that it still is a balance there, that it's not – out of balance even though there can be periods of time where a friend can be going through and you have to be there and you may not have time enough to get what you need in return but that's where you get the other friends at you know hey we need to all come together and help sue over here or we need to help brother john over here you know i mean he's going through and those types of things like that but as you start to look into building new friendships, especially with the opposite sex and if you're looking at that if there is an attraction factor in there or not what am i getting in, what, am, what are we putting into it mutually? You know what I mean? And that was where the balance comes in at. And hopefully, it can be something where you can be able to learn. Maybe she can be a friend that can help you learn what you need to, uh, as a male. Hey, what am I doing that I need to know more about that that I can attract more males? You know what I mean. And the same thing with the female. You know what I mean. Like having that male friend can add that balance of hey, what are men looking for? What am I? What do I need to do? You know I mean, if you were give you that that other perspective, and that's side that bringing that balance back together. So that's where you look at and and when you're looking to build anything fundamentally, you got to have a great foundation to make sure all the support is in place, and then. It'll it'll stand. You won't have any problems with a weak foundation. When a hurricane or something traumatic event come through, it won't blow down your friendship. You can have it'll come back and easy to build back.
3: Jerk. I feel like they they hit on all the points. I think I think the only other thing that that comes to mind for me is communication. That and curiosity. Um, curiosity. And so I think about curiosity because if I'm really trying to get to know someone and I think about this as building new friendships, right? You know, if I'm really trying to get to know someone and and identify it feels like a a good fit as a friendship. I gotta get to know you, right? Uh, I got I gotta get to know what what makes you tick. What what are things that you struggle with? What are things you're passionate about? What are, you know? What are our common interests? You know? And so, having curiosity, I think that's something. Oftentimes, we go into friendships, and I I see this as someone I can un- unload on or mm-hmm. talk about my stuff with. And there's mm-hmm. not an opportunity for me to really try to understand and get to know the person on the other side mm-hmm. of the table. And so. You know, having some curiosity and then also as we're getting to know each other, you know, being able to communicate if something, you know, hey, we were supposed to get together and I, you know, I didn't hear from you, you know, and kind of upset me what's going on, you know, being able to have those conversations and not taking things personally, but just recognizing that as you're getting to know someone, there's going to be times when we might argue or not be on the same page. And that doesn't mean that this isn't a worthwhile relationship to have.
1: Yeah, and echoing on that part about that curiosity and that communication, uh, don't take the curiosity looking all through their Facebook pages and, and and Instagram and think you know them, you know, just by those pictures. You know what I'm saying? That ain't. That's not giving you a full scope of it. And as you're saying the. It's important, which a lot of people have gotten out of, just sitting down and talking to somebody, mm-hmm. looking at them in their eyes and not text messaging. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? Sometimes people can, when you read a text message, you can just hear their voice in their head while you're reading it. You know what I mean? But you got to, it doesn't, it doesn't give that true authentic. If you having a conversation, you laugh laughing, you're feeling that same energy. Yeah. And that's how you build up into keeping and, and holding and maintaining a relationship that can last. You know, statistics say if you have a friend for over seven years, there's going to be a friend for life, right? Yeah. Some people ain't making it that. You can be associates for seven years mm-hmm. or longer, and that's what far as you're going to be. But, you know, being that true friend where you can, like I said, call him anytime, That that's that's just a fundamental thing. We've gotten out of that as we gotten older and gotten yeah. more, you know, aware, you know.
2: Yeah, you, can't, you never dismiss the power of trusting somebody's narrative, but it all starts with hearing their narrative first, right? And in today's social media, like Orlando and Jericho are alluding to, like so many people get caught up in thinking that the presentation is the person,
3: mm-hmm.
2: right? And that's so much so, you know, you got women catfishing you in person, you know, like that ain't you, mm-hmm. you know? So you got to be mindful of that and you got to listen to the narrative, but when I say listen to the narrative, I'm not just solely talking about what's coming out of their mouth. Right. I'm talking about listening to what your eyes see, mm-hmm. right? Because that is the narrative also. Mm-hmm. Their actions should tell you what they believe in before their mouth does. But it takes time. And people very rarely do they want to take that type of time to, to get that type of
0: information. Put in that work. Yeah. Mm-hmm. This has been an exceptional conversation. And I have more questions, but we don't have more time. Let, let, let's keep going We're going to throw some more out uh, I wanted to talk about Especially since we have Jerrica here with us tonight uh, This whole concept of The friend zone And I know that Maybe sometimes Brothers put women In the friend zone Especially married men Y'all have to I'm sure But, oh, yeah. but, but From a woman's yeah. perspective What that looks like What that is And when you activate, <laughs> when you
3: activate. <laughs> The friend zone <laughs> Oh, um, The friend zone
2: and don't forget when you activate. Really? I just, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah I, just, <laughs> I think you you
3: activate it when you recognize that you're not romantically interested in that person. Um, if, if you're a good communicator, right? right? And you feel comfortable enough to do that um, because typically that's followed up with some questions. Um, and so, you know, there, there's that. But I think very early on women know whether or not you're going to be in the friend zone or not. Um, I think what the confusing part is that that's not always being communicated um, very clearly. And so working on being able to be more transparent in these dynamics and being able to say, "Well, I think you're a great guy, I enjoy hanging out with you. I want us to just be friends and allowing that other person to make the, the choice whether or not he wants to just be your friend or not. And oftentimes we don't want to lose that person in the capacity that they already exist. And so we just choose to to not be clear.
1: Well, let me ask this part, because some men that's a, it goes across breeds, especially for some competitive breeds that those messages can be so mixed
3: mm-hmm.
1: and that it's not necessarily like that's a plain way of communicating it. But we do know there's cases where women that will continue to teeter on both sides of the fence. Well, maybe, but maybe not. I want to keep him here, but maybe I want to keep him close enough where, you know, I can turn on and off. And that becomes problematic for the guy because he can be programmable and he only takes it only takes a little bit for him to stay on. And that's when it starts to cross certain lines because they felt like, yeah, if you weren't if you were trying to be friends, you wouldn't do
2: blank, black and black. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, he still got a chance.
1: Absolutely. The door's still open. You know what I mean? If you are replying to that text message, you know,
2: you're inviting them over for a move. Absolutely. I'm just
1: You I
3: mean, you're absolutely
0: right. Like
3: So I'm not saying it's not selfish. Uh, <laughs>
2: Okay there it is
3: I'm not saying that it's not selfish I think when you're in a space Where you're looking for Something A romantic relationship And that's not worked out Or that's not happened And you have this person Whose company that you enjoy Who's providing you With some level of validation Because he is texting you Or he doesn't want to hang out with you I think you know Selfishly Until you feel like That more compatible person Comes along You tend to keep that guy around And keeping him confused Keeps him on the hook Mm,
0: mm. Mm-hmm. Wow, that was pretty and clear.
3: <laughs> and that's
1: exactly where yeah. where when talk about this so called friend zone, right? Mm-hmm. It starts to have become that problem, and then things become cynical toward each other. You know yeah. what I mean? Because mm-hmm. just vice versa. Mike as a single man. It could be a young lady that's really trying to enter into that zone with you, and you're like, you know, you're not quite my type, but you still. Keep on with the conversation, you know. Every night when you might be a little bored, hey, you wanna and and all those mixed signals keep going in, and, and it just leads to eventually some bubble being burst at mm-hmm. some point. Now, a lot of times people take it into a the definition of settling, right? When they feel, as Jerica said, you know that other person never originally come around, but the guy who's been hanging around, I'm gonna go ahead and settle for that, mm-hmm. and it, that's still setting up. The possibility of failure if there if the compatibility issues are always there or that opens up the door for when you are together and then whatever you've been missing comes and shows head three days after you get married then you got a problem you know what I mean
2: yeah I mean any anytime I hear somebody say settling what I hear is a cost benefit analysis right <laughs> so like that is a that there's again exploitation and manipulation is in the in the room Mm -hmm. like what jerica jerica just mentioned that's exploitation Mm -hmm. and manipulation is in the room so that doesn't allow for a friendship to even truly exist Mm -hmm. you just been slapping a label on it that it's not Mm -hmm. and that becomes problematic because then you start to define other relationships by your flawed definition of friendship and then friendship fails you Mm -hmm. then love fails you Mm -hmm. right but you, like, you never sit down and tell yourself, like, the things that failed you were not the things you were calling it, right? Manipulation failed you. Exploitation failed you. Lust failed you. But love and friendship ain't done nothing to you. You just never found it. Mm-hmm. Or you shunned it away. So, again, mm-hmm. you you know, I think when you enter into those healthy friendships with a healthy love that doesn't necessarily have to be romanticized, Right then they work out for you. They have a way of working in your favor. But too many people idealize or romanticize friendships based on something they've never experienced, and they get it all convoluted.
0: Talk about that because you said uh, shun it away. And sometimes uh, it seems like, you know, as a single person, maybe sometimes I feel like, even though I don't like to own up to it, that maybe the ladies I keep at bay – or maybe the ones I need to uh, spend more time than the ones that I kind of go after are the ones that I may not really need to be going after <laughs> anyway.
2: Listen, I mean, I'm going to let Jericho have it. If <laughs> Orlando, your broker, I'm going to let him have it next, right? But I've said before, listen, I've said before, we all have to learn how to make decisions in our own best interest. Yeah. And we do that by isolating ourselves and learning who we are, yeah. like I just said earlier. That's not to say that you don't, but, like, it, it is hard. It is Harder than you ever imagined and easier than you ever thought at the same time, right? Because when you start to mind yourself, then you know what nurtures you. Mm-hmm. And that's you nurturing you, not anybody else, right? Because you, you are a self-sufficient being that exists in a space and you all you have is all you need. Right? So you have to operate from that standpoint, but it allows you to make healthy and functional definitions about the things that you like to interact with. Right? You got it, doc. Go ahead. <laughs> Go, Jericho. Go, Jericho.
3: Mm. So I, I feel like I'm always dealing with women who are going after men that they know good and well. Um, it is not the healthy person for them, it's a repeated pattern. Um, And it's all it's coming from this place of insecurity. I need to feel good enough. So they see this man as someone they can conquer um, or, you know, get (laughs) right. Someone that's out of reach. And if I can just get this person to love me, then that means that I'm good enough. Mm. You know, I think it goes really deep. Typically, it goes back to some dynamic. Earlier in your life, um, it just does. But you know, oftentimes, so we're going after that thing and we're recreating this dynamic where we're never satisfied, right? Because that person doesn't meet our emotional needs, or there's something else. They look good on paper, but they don't meet those those true needs. So then we're never satisfied in that relationship, and then we're going after the next person that's like that person, thinking it's going to be something different. So if I can recognize what I truly need, right? And I learn how to give it to myself, Mm -hmm. right? Then I can make a really educated decision about who's going to be the best fit for me.
0: That's good. That's real good. Absolutely. And
1: that's what I've been saying all the time about man breeders, about compatibility. I mean, people want what they want and kind of sometimes ignore the needs that was right for them. And... A lot of times, people get this facade about what it looks like when through social media, movies, mm-hmm. you know, that's what it's supposed to look like. What their best friend has, or I'm like my friend, so that that that's what I need. And and you could be like we we'll talk about this whole friend dynamic. You could be friends with somebody, but y'all don't have everything in common. You're not exactly alike. So right. why do you think the same type of dude that she may have or he may have is right for you? No, you got to make sure what's right for you and it doesn't come in the same looking package. It comes differently and that's what confuses people and gives them this false sense of what it should look like and then let me hold out, let me filter through some of these other people because they ain't quite measuring up or whatever like that. But as uh, Jericho said, if you come in and understand what your needs are and how you assess them in and of yourself then it's easier for you to find what's compatible for you Mm -hmm. from the male standpoint especially as we talk about in breaking down each breed each breed of men is distinctive you know what i mean it's not about a temperament anything it's just about what they usually are made of what their tendencies what their characteristics are those types of things like that and it gives you a better sense of success of what you could be more compatible with because if you're one way and the person, but you can still like what you like. When you keep going through the same thing, because you keep going after that same type of guy, mm-hmm. you got to understand that, that same type of guy is not compatible with you, mm-hmm. baby girl. That's not—he's not the one. That type is not the one. But Charlie that worked down at the gas station might be. But you ain't giving him the time of the day. He would fit every need for you like a glove.
2: Right, right. Charlie been friends on. Charlie been in the friend zone. Charlie been in the friend zone. <laughs> no, can't get out.
1: <laughs> Charlie would. Charlie would. Drive all the way to Antarctica <laughs> on a tank of gas to come help you out, but you won't give him a you won't give him time of day. You know what I'm saying? He got him locked in the prison Man, he he
2: locked in there. He, he
1: but he's still coming at it though.
2: Yeah, still, he, man, he gonna
1: that's that dedication
2: man. and determination. <laughs> <Absolutely>. Right, <I'll laughs> all that you you've been asking for, a- Charlie got it. Absolutely,
1: absolutely, absolutely.
2: <laughs> <laughs>
0: I'm not going to So, Orlando, with all this knowledge about the breeds, I guess I'm sure that there are people out there who, who are interested in the book.
1: Yeah,
2: I'm interested in the
1: <laughs> <laughs> About man breed. Yeah, listen, definitely check out our YouTube pages. I'm, we are breaking down the whole premise behind Manbreed. Definitely check out some uh, extra content about Manbreed Live and everything Manbreed um, to have a better understanding into it. So it's just some more unpacking. We can't put it all in this uh, podcast, but there's some other content that will help to have a better understanding of men in and of themselves and the breakdown of the philosophy of Manbreed and help, hopefully – big be better understanding of what is and what's not.
0: So so Jerick, if people want to uh, hear more from you or come talk to you or what, whatever case may be, how how can they reach out?
3: Um they can you can go to my website. It's got my Instagram and Facebook and number and address on there so it's journeywithjerica.com. Wow, that sounds like another
0: book too up in there. <laughs> you got some authors <laughs> in. What about you Doc? You want to share anything as uh, we wrap up? No.
3: <laughs> no. Actually, i've shared no, too great,
0: much already right, right. No,
2: great conversation you know um you know we are here to at best help you formulate a better question we're not here to to leave you with finite answers right our job is to make sure that you take the information that we throw back and forth between us and use that as a means to form a better question that you can insert into your circles to, to, to tailor make a solution for the things that you are dealing with. And so, uh, you know, we, we're giving you the, the, the male perspective, and we thank Jerrica for coming in and giving us uh, some insight from the female perspective. But at the end of the day, it is the human perspective that we are, we are invested in, right? That's right.
1: That's right. And
2: be sure to drop us a comment uh, and
1: hit us up on Instagram. Uh, let us know how we're doing and any feedback that you uh, have for this show or any of our previous shows. Uh, Be sure to uh, let us know.
0: You've been listening to Man Breed Live, where we believe that to understand a man is to acknowledge all
3: men.